ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Una Chaplin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles. It tells the story of how my grandfather, Charlie Chaplin, and many others were caught up in a campaign to root out communism in Hollywood. It's a story of glamour and scandal and political intrigue and a battle for the soul of a nation. Hollywood Exiles from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com On to the next match. We have the Knights versus the Bulldogs. Um, Doggies fans, get excited because I'm telling you, this is a top eight side. They are playing like a top eight side. I think that we're finally starting to see some uh, them clicking, them gelling. I'm, I, I say it every week, but I'm surprised they're letting go of Paul Vaughan because I think he's been really good for them this year. Um, their backs, as you said, shot was outstanding. Eight tackle breaks, 223 metres, 10 tackles, only one miss, a try. Kiraz has been, you know, incredible. If anything, and this is like, it's, it sucks because every club lets players go. Every club lets players go. There's, we've all got history of like, I wish we didn't let players go. But Kiraz actually used to be with the Knights <laughs> and was let go to the Doggies and has come in and killed it. And I think that like, you know, a few weeks ago we were talking about the Knights' development. They just seem to make strange decisions what um how could they not see this potential in Karaz? like it's it, ever since he's come in he's played well so it's not like he's built into this he's literally come and and to, in in defense of um o'brien he did say you know he didn't like it's really congratulations to Karaz, but he didn't see him developing this quickly so i think we've all been surprised at how quick Karaz has developed but i just find it strange a club that was struggling for outside backs would a young guy like that coming through, you couldn't manage to keep hold of him. He goes to the Wooden Spooners. It's not like he's going to the Storm and he turned into this. He went to the Wooden Spooners and he's been arguably their best outside back all season outside of maybe Ado Car. The optics are awful for Newcastle. Terrible. Yeah. He goes, he literally comes back, scores a hat trick on you. <laughs> Fuck. At home. Seriously. Fucking crazy. Anyway, let's talk about doggies. Doggies, outstanding. I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited. Reed Marnie, Viliami Kikau, are you fucking serious? If they don't fight for the eight next year, I'll be surprised. Thoughts, boys? Yeah, I thought this scoreline really flooded Newcastle, to be honest with you. I thought Canterbury were the much better side here. Um, I thought Josh had a car. He was great. You had him in your team of the week. It's not very often you pick a winger in your team of the week that didn't score a try, but he, yeah. was, he was that good. Like, he was sensational. Kiraz was great. Sort of already spoken about him at shop as well. Like I just, I'm so impressed with him. Every time he comes up against a rep center, he just has a cracking game. Yeah. Um, and he, but he, what I love about that, sorry to cut you off, is like 
Last year, he was one of their best players. And this is what's paying dividends this year. It's like yeah. when everyone was struggling and they were wooden spoon, shot was fucking ripping and tearing no matter what. And we're starting to see the dividends from it. And I remember saying, I, I had a post during the preseason, so sort I of said, you know, they've got all these star backs coming, uh, Brent Nade and Josh Adokar. And I sort of said, this is the guy to watch inside the building. And I had people tell me he wasn't going to be in the 17. That's crazy to me. Like, he, he is He's so still 20 talented. years old. Yeah. 20... You can check his age. It's twenty or twenty-one. He's he, young. He was playing SG ball two years ago. Like he was. He's. I young. love the way he plays. He's aggressive as yeah. fuck. Gets in the face. Mm. I'm a huge fan of <laughs> shop. Like like, and you're right. Whenever there's, it's almost the bigger the occasion, the more he steps more up. He loves it. I yeah. fucking twenty-one. And what I love about these backs is like Kiraz and Shop. Like they're full of energy, full of energy, and sometimes that's all you need. You just need youthful energy, and it just lifts everyone else. And I, like I thought, Braden Burns was really good as well on the uh, on the weekend. Um, anyone else stood out for you? Yeah, no, I, th- I thought it was just just a good team performance by Canterbury. Like I, th- I thought, Burton was was solid. I thought Flano was solid. Neither were outstanding, but that's sort of that's how you want your footy team. Mm. Especially a team like them, you want them all to just be putting in. Um, there's been rumours over the last twenty four hours or so of some signings for them. Andrew Davies won from Canterbury. I don't mind it. Apparently, he don't think that'd be a good get. And obviously. Um, Franklin Pelle is the other name that's been thrown around who's been doing really good things in New South Wales Cup. So mm. uh, whether those rumours are true are true or not remains to be seen. But I just feel like everything with Canterbury is heading in the right direction. Shout mm. out to uh, Jackson Tapine as well. I've been calling for him to play for a long time. I thought he was great yesterday. 43 tackles, zero misses. Line break. Like, I just uh, – he's been doing this stuff for so long. I can't believe he hasn't been in this side. I mean, if they do sign Andrew Davey, it's going to be interesting. Like, he's, he's obviously a class player, but mm. – Canterbury need a back rower. Mm. Like they have got a heap of them with RFM, Tavita, Jackson Tapine. Like there are a heap of guys <laughs> there, but um, a, a great depth guy to add, add to your squad if so. But I really hope that Jackson Tapine holds on to that spot in that team for the back end of the season and shows what he can do. Jeremy Marshall King, 116 metres. Another great performance. What do you reckon this game, Timmy? I just can't get over the combination of Burton and Addo Carr. <laughs> like they're – I'm getting like – Matty Bow and JT vibes about how good their combination is. Yeah. It's how in sync they are, and they've played less than a season together. Like yeah. it takes normally takes so many years to look anything like this between a, you know a playmaker and a winger of, yeah. of all positions to do it in less than a season. Like man, if these two can put three or four seasons together, what they're going to be doing down the track? Yeah, you, you were going to say um, Lockie Kemp then, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it does remind me of a young Lockie Kemp combination. <laughs> um, and you know what's crazy is he could have had a try, <laughs> but shot, you know, when they fell over each other. Yep. <laughs> um, and you could tell they were giving each other the blabs. Oh. Like, obviously, you know, they'll be fine after it. But, um, yeah, no, you're right. Like, that combination, very rarely do you see it so obvious, you know? Like, oh. so obviously they're calling these, like, early plays. And Burton, he's cool as a cute. Just so relaxed and calm, gets the job done. Um, yeah, look, I've, I'm really excited about the Bulldogs. Like, Rugby league is great when the Bulldogs are going well. Yep, Bankstown yep. area, like, can it, like, just they when they're going well, they just they just add a passion that you just don't see anywhere else. The Bulldogs fans, um, so yeah, look, really exciting times for doggies. Really exciting times. Um, shout out to Harrison Edwards came on <laughs> and made thirty four tackles, zero misses. Fuck, it's a pretty good How knock was for, for? Um, Fifty four minutes. So played a fair whack. Wow. Doesn't even have a pitcher here. And he's singer, Harrison Edwards. Was he a debut, maybe? Oh, he was his yeah, debut. He was a debut. Yeah. Fair crack. 34 fucking tackles, no misses. Um, 
You know what? The only thing I think right now that I'd say that they miss is maybe like a link 13. It's really all. That's where I, we, we've spoken about it, where we feel like uh, top iron. Like maybe they try him at 13 because he can ball play. Mm. We know he can ball play and he's clearly big enough because he plays on the edge. The other one that I noticed too, and obviously when we're talking about the Sharks, was having a look at the uh, Newtown Jets side. Uh, Billy Magulius is back playing there. The great Magulius. I'm stoked he's back, the great Magulius. What happened? He was overseas. Yeah, yeah he went over to England. He's just come back. So oh. he's playing for Newtown now. Yeah, good. Maybe he'd get a call up. I was shocked when he didn't get a club. Shocked. Um, yeah, so great game by the Doggies. Uh it's um, exciting times. It's, it's finally coming together. Should Mick Potter be extended? It's worth a conversation. Surely. Yeah. Surely. Look at the turnaround. Like mm. Winning is winning. Like th- He's found a way. The players are playing for him. He won't break the bank. You don't have to sign him on a fucking mega five-year deal. Now, I understand, like, the Seraldo, when it's hot, it's hot. Get him, you know, so he doesn't sign with someone else. But right now, where else would he sign Seraldo? Mm. You know, maybe you just say to Sarada, look, let's just give it another year. We'll see how it goes. And then we'll approach you. Yeah, Cause well, like, yeah like, one year of Potter, assess the options in the meantime. If Potter kills it, extend him. I just think one, one last thing on Canterbury. Like I remember sitting at the start of the season and they'd signed Tevita Pangai Jr. And I sort of thought, if they can get the best out of TPJ, this side could really give it a shake. I mean, they're playing great footy. Tevita hasn't played more than 40 minutes in the last yeah. month. Yeah. Like it's not like they're a team that's relying on hopefully – the X factor to do something like mm. he's been pretty quiet the last month and they're, they're playing great footy. Yeah. Honestly, uh, depending on what he's on, if he's on a big wicket, I can see them going. I, I, I don't think he'll be there by the end of next year. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be surprised. I'd yeah. be surprised if he's on a big wicket, I can absolutely see Gus Gould saying, mate, look, especially the amount of forwards they've got, like yeah. it's probably is, you know, ho- hopefully Flano can keep kicking on, but next year they'll have, <clears throat> they'll have the fullback in Avrilo. They'll have the hooker. They'll have the pack. Might be time to go out in the market and get yourself mm. a, well, if I'm, Gus, I'm saying, mate, like you get a massive deal in Super League. You know, maybe consider it. Um, he's still what 28, I think 27, 28. So he's got plenty of footy left in him. Uh, but I just don't know who would pay six to seven hundred k for him right now. That's the only yep. concern for Tavita. Um, you could go down the boxing route if you wanted to. He he was he looked good in the ring um, a while ago. But yeah, look, if he's on 600, 700k right now, and for that, you just it's just too much. Tavita's 26. 26, so plenty of footy left in him. Um, Fuck, he'd do some damage if he went to the Super League. Good oh, he'd absolutely. Jeez. If he stayed, like, focused in that, holy yeah. shit. He'd end some careers over there. But, like, 10 minutes here or there for a bloke on five 600K, it's just not worth bang for buck. Even if he comes on and kills it for those 10 minutes, it's just not. So, interesting. He'll be. I think he'll be one to track because he'll either increase his minutes and play like we all know he can play, which is incredible, like... Seriously, if he ever reached his potential, he'll be able to do whatever he wants. Um, yeah, well, you'd have to there. assume ne- next year with Paul Vaughan gone and with seemingly then one of their nine back rowers filling other spots, he'd probably have to play front row as a middle. Yeah. yeah. Um, now on to the Newey Knights. Wow, wow. I just I don't know what to say anymore with the Knights. I thought Clemmer <laughs> ripped in. He always bloody rips in. Um, I thought their forward pack had a fair crack. I really do. They all, you know, ran over 100 metres. Fortunately, they're just, they're desperate for halves right now. They're desperate for halves. Can't express it enough. Um, outside of that, I honestly just don't know what to say. Like, they just got beaten by last year's wooden spooners at home. 
uh, a team that should be making should literally be in the finals. You know, obviously after losing Pierce, we had them outside the eight. But you know, if you're losing, if you're getting rid of Pierce, you you better have someone there to be as good. Um, I'm really concerned about the Knights. I really am. They are this obviously back in those years where they got the wooden spoon, like those performances at home were disgraceful. But considering the squad they've got and what they're putting out on a Sunday, sunny afternoon in Newcastle, it's deplorable at the moment. It's very unfortunate. Like, at least back then you were like, okay, you've got a shit squad though. Mm. You're having a clean out, you've got nothing doing. There's four guys in their forward pack that have played State of Origin in the last two years. Yeah. They've got, you know, Jake Clifford, we were sitting here after five weeks and he's the form player of the comp. Anthony Milford's been to a grand final. They've got fucking Dane Gagai at centre. I understand it's not perfect there without KP, a few other guys, but they shouldn't be this bad. No, it's, yeah, I, I, I feel terrible for them because it's just not working. I don't know. And the tough thing is, is like O'Brien has improved the club. He brought him into finals footy, but I don't know what the answer is. Like, who have they recruited for next year? Adam Elliott. Adam Elliott. Like, they need a, a gun seven. That's what they need, desperately. Well, like, we're going to get to the start of next year and Adam Elliott will come in, but you lose Mitch Barnett. I'd rather have Elliott. It's sort of a bit of a square up. Anthony Milford's not going to be there. Who's going to be the halves? Are we That's going I mean. Are we going Clune Clifford? You're going with the two guys that you couldn't settle on. I Honestly, they're in a, a fair bit of trouble, in my opinion. A fair bit of trouble. Like, some positives is I thought Anari Tuala <coughs> had some good moments, worked his ass off, had a couple of line breaks. Simi Sasagi had some good touches in attack. Defensively, yeah. he sort of struggled, but in attack, he was good. Yeah, guy ran for 189 metres. But the, the concern is, is like you can have the best players in the world, but when you've got halves that just, it's unfortunately not working. Like even their kick, kicking game, like they both kicked for, so Milford kicked for 281 metres and Jake Clifford kicked for 258. Matty Burton kicked for 600 metres mm. and uh, Flanagan kicked for 52. So you're looking at like nearly, what, Two fifty to three hundred meters more kicking. That's just like it's the field position difference is gigantic, gigantic. Um, very concerned for the Knights. So, what do you reckon, Timmy? Mate, I've got nothing to add to the Knights. That uh, I'll, I'll just be repeating what I've said the last three months about them. So the only uh, the only thing I'll say is, congrats to the the Hunter faithful. Twenty thousand people turning out for that on a beautiful day, despite what they're dishing out. Footy-wise, like, I've got nothing to add. Yeah. And I love the Knights as a club, so yeah, but same. nothing. Same. Like, I'm at a loss. I'm literally at a loss. Like, even, like, little things like, geez, they could use Connor Watson right now. You know, like, put him in a 13 jersey. I'm sure he'd add a lot of energy. And I know he left. I know they did offer him a contract or whatever, but it's just a – it's more of an example of the environment that is there currently, like, plays – want to go somewhere else for a chance at a premiership which sucks like you know not nights you know a lot of players would have left the roosters if the roosters are going to ask but at the same time like you'd hope that these guys would be you know want to stay over going somewhere else yeah i don't know what the answer is i really really don't um they have the side to do it they show patches of it but i just yeah they were never in that contest yesterday Playing a bottom eight team at home, Sunday afternoon in Newcastle. That's a shit fight. Now, who who can you sign, though, on the market? Who would be open? Should have they gone after foreign? Foz, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be reaching out to Hastings personally. Oh, I, I'd be willing to fucking pay him. I reckon Hastings is the man. Yeah. 
pay him whatever he needs to come. Uh, I, I don't know if I'd be. Uh, I, I I don't think Luke Brooks is the answer for the Newcastle Knight. No, I don't I think, think it's going to so. be too much on him. I think Hastings is the go-to there, and I think and you bring it up every single week. Like when KP is on the field, he's just not getting good ball. I think that's the one thing that Jacko has shown that he's one of the better mm. ones in the league at. Mm. Mm. Just getting good ball to players when they need it. Um, so yeah, I, I reckon he's he's what they should go for. Is there anyone else in the comp that you would consider? Shows you like just finding a so good seven. Is fucking so. Oh man, oh, it's you? hard though because like a lot of the quality sevens have been snatched up already. Would you consider bringing PC back? If you yeah, said, fucking I thought I would seriously. I seriously would take him back. I would seriously take him back. They'd be mad not to. Like fuck. I would be desperate to get him back. I honestly, oh, fuck. Anyway, sorry, Knights fans, but it's just it's hard. It's hard. We we got I got such big raps on this team. You look at it on paper, it just doesn't seem to be coming together. And like, I feel sorry for guys like Clemmer who are absolutely working their asses off, like their asses off, and it just doesn't seem to be working for them. And, and the tough thing is, is you look at their meters, they're, they're making good meters. It's not like they're not getting go forward. Like the the knock on teams that struggle usually is like. Well, the forward pack's not getting forward, so how am I supposed to do anything? But you look at it and you go, fuck, they're all getting forward. They're all over 100 metres. It's just... Oh, man. Anyway. Man, sucks. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Una Chaplin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles. It tells the story of how my grandfather, Charlie Chaplin, and many others were caught up in a campaign to root out communism in Hollywood. It's a story of glamour and scandal and political intrigue and a battle for the soul of a nation. Hollywood Exiles from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.